Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast PMM Interviews. In this podcast, we explore tips for how to interview like a boss for product marketing candidates through the lens of the experienced leaders who run product marketing at some of the fastest growing tech companies in the world. I'm a product marketer at Twilio. I'm really passionate about instilling confidence in aspiring candidates who are either thinking about pursuing a career in product marketing or are simply looking for tangible frameworks and takeaways in their current role to get to that next step. So if you're here for the first time and wondering what to expect, this show will help you navigate navigate your career, arm you with the confidence you need to unlock your full potential in interviews, which is highly stressful to begin with. This show is produced by Sharebird, the peer mentoring platform for product marketers. It's the place to discover on-demand resources and learn from top product marketing leaders. Get more advice and insights at sharebird.com. Before we get started, shout out to our sponsor LaunchNotes, trusted by hundreds of leading product marketing teams. LaunchNotes is the only dedicated platform for product change. Publish and send product updates, create and share product roadmaps, and collect and synthesize customer feedback, all in a way that's personalized, automated, and secure. Today, we're in for a treat. We have not one, but two speakers joining us today. Christiana, who is the VP of Industry Solutions, and Arun, who is the VP of Product Marketing at Okta. This is awesome, and this is the first time we're gonna get a perspective that spans from two different product marketing functions, so I'm super pumped. But before we get into the thick of things, I want to give Christiana and Arun the opportunity to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about Okta. And also let us know if you're hiring. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear that. So Arun, do you want to go first? Absolutely. Hello, everyone. My name is Arun Singh. I'm the VP for Workforce Identity and Platform Product Marketing here. I've been at Okta for just about one year and it's been a fascinating journey so far. And I'm really glad to be here, share some discussion, have banter with Nupur and Christiana. So Nupur, thank you for inviting me. And I am so excited to be here today. I'm Christiana. I lead our industry and solutions team at Okta about four months in. And so when I'm not admiring Arun's work and learning about how he's done so much already in his time in Okta, I'm helping our team grow our vertical presence in the market, as well as figuring out how do we go to market alongside our partners and our services to create the most value. That is awesome. I'm so glad both of you are here. You forgot to tell us, are you hiring right now? Definitely. I think Okta is hiring across the board and is an amazing company to work for. But yes, I am definitely hiring across my solutions, business value and industry teams. So if you are excited about any of those areas, I would love to talk to you. What about you, Arun? Absolutely. I think that's the nature of hypergrowth companies like Okta and others. We are always hiring. I don't think there's any point where we're not hiring, but more tangibly, yes, there are a bunch of open opportunities that are there, both in Christiana team and my team. So we would love to talk to some really smart people and hopefully get them to be part of our teams. That is awesome. So to spice things up now, since we have two speakers, we're going to start with the lightning round first. The way this works is I will ask a question and look to both of you to answer. And just so that we don't speak over each other, let's go in alphabetical order. Arun, you will go first and then Christiana for every question. Okay. Is everyone ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Awesome. All right. What was your first job? Arun? Front desk at a dorm, at the college dorm. (laughs) That's relatable. Christiana? Babysitting. First for free for my brothers. And then I actually got paid for it down the line for others. 
That's lovely. Okay, current Netflix binge. Ah, so many. I'll pick Broadchurch. It was Broadchurch. It's a lightning round. I shouldn't elaborate. Broadchurch. <laughs> For me, it's not Netflix, but it's HBO Max. We've been going through Sopranos, which has been pretty amazing, but also sometimes really dark before bedtime. Okay, I feel like I'm getting FOMO now, but it's not a binge. But again, on HBO Max, Succession. If you haven't watched that, you absolutely should. <laughs> totally. I'm a big fan. We've been sprinkling that in on the weekends just to spice things up. Love that. Okay, one to two words to describe your email inbox. Just one, chaos. <laughs> That's funny. Same. Mine was organized chaos because I try to do the prioritization thing in Gmail. That's just because Christian is better than me. <laughs> like, organized chaos, chaos. <laughs> I think the chaos theme remains. <laughs> okay, what's a company that you think does great product marketing? Well, I'm biased because of my background, but I think Salesforce would be my top choice. Equal or close second, Apple. Yeah, I echo Salesforce. I thought I'd pick also a smaller company. I think Airtable does a great job considering kind of the complexity of their go-to-market and the horizontal nature of their offerings. Oh, I should check that out. I also like Stripe a lot. That's another one, which I think- Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, so what's the number one trait you look for when hiring product or solution marketers? Probably for me, intellectual curiosity. I'm going to go with empathy, both for customers and for our cross-functional partners. I love that. Okay, last one. The top metric you want new hires to be motivated by? Growth. <laughs> Having a growth mindset. And there are a bunch of metrics under that, but that would be the overarching. Yeah, that's amazing. I would have said pipeline for our team specifically, which is related, but I want folks that feel accountable to driving and accelerating pipeline. Super cool. All right. I don't know about you, but this was super fun for me. Now we should really get into the meat of the show. So I'm going to level set a little bit with the audience. So of course we have two disciplines here. We have product marketing and industrial solution marketing. So I'd love to get your perspective. How would you describe the similarities and differences between product and industrial solution marketing? Yeah, I can take a stab at that. I think there are a lot of commonalities and mostly not differences, but nuances because based on what each function is trying to do. But at the very overarching part, I think there are three key pillars to both the functions and they are like build, scale, measure, right? And both of these functions, in my opinion, are hinged around these three pillars and they kind of like is a feedback loop that keeps on getting better and better. So from a build perspective, I'll go over the similarities, but also the nuances of the differences between the two teams. I think both teams are like Christiana's team and my team. We partner very closely to really develop our go-to-market strategy. Right? How are we going to take our products from my perspective, from her perspective, the solutions to the market, right? So the one common theme you'll keep hearing is like from product marketing, we're thinking about the product from industry solutions marketing, you're thinking about the filter or the lens of solutions and industry. So the go-to-market strategy, building that part is very critical. The other part of the build is the messaging and positioning, right? From the product side, we're always thinking about like the common part is that both our teams are super focused on the customer, trying to understand like what are the pain points and also the hierarchy of that pain point, right? So a customer has like probably four or five pain points, let's say at the top level, 
what's really important, what's next, what's secondary, what's tertiary, and we are maniacally focused on that by talking to our customers. The part where the difference comes is, I think, from the product marketing side, we take the product view of it and see how are we going to solve that for our customers. And from the solutions of the industry side, it's more about how do I take the suite of products that I have, uh, maybe I've put in platform in that, and then I look at how do I construct certain solutions or architect certain solutions that will help the pain points of the customers that were identified. The third part of that build would be, I think, like looking at the competitive landscape is super important, right? And as a product marketer or solution marketer is looking at all of these inputs, it's very key. I spoke about intellectual curiosity as one of the traits. And why it's so important is that both of these roles are assimilating a lot of information. They're distilling it. And really in that assimilation, they're taking the customer input, they're taking the competitive landscape, they're looking at what's really happening in the industry, what is the analyst saying about it, and then distilling all of that into very clear messaging, very clear positioning that the other partner teams, cross-functional teams can derive out of. A couple of parts that are very distinct, I think think would be from the product side, I think we lean a little bit more towards the product management piece of it because we are also partner to them in influencing the product roadmap and product strategy. So that really aligns with what the customer pain points are because most of the customers are looking for like, hey, how is Okta the company that I'm going to invest for the next three, five, 10 years? And how do I build that trusted advisor relationship? So we lean more towards that. And I think Christiana's team means more towards a little bit more of the functions on the go-to-market side. And the last part of differences would be, I think, probably around the technical aspect of it. So we go like super deep into the product because we have to know everything. We do technical teardowns of the competitive product. And Christiana's team or the solutions team is looking at like holistically, how do I bring, okay, great. Arun's team has given me all of these pieces, all of these golden nuggets. How do I take this as a solution to the market? So I think that's the build phase. The scale phase is very common to both of us, right? We are both working, our teams are working with the demand gen, growth, analysts, relation, PR teams, all of that. I think the scale part, we are really partnering up together to light up all of those channels. And I think the measure part is also for the most part of it is the same, right? We have both of our teams are focused on the growth. So we're looking at like ARR, NDBR, like net dollar-based retention, net new logos, net new business, renewals, and all of that growth metrics. And the only difference probably is that on the product marketing side, we are also very focused on the product adoption, right? right? How much, whether it's it's a Mao Dao thing or implementation, like how many customers do we have live? How many customers are entitled? So that might be a nuance where product marketing is a little bit more slanted towards. But bringing this all back, three core pillars, build, scale, measure. And I think that's how I think about the two functions. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I would say that they're just, they're nuanced versions of similar things. So I think if you're looking to start a career in product marketing or continue a career in product marketing, both are probably good fits for you. Although to Arun's point, they do have their respective nuances. And I would agree with the mass kind of uh, generalization around my team tends to be over rotates a little more on the market facing parts of PMM more than like the product facing parts of PMM. And that at least at Okta, that's one of the primary differences, I'd say. But we're both, I think, really customer-centric, rely on kind of the needs and pains of those customers, kind of think about how we position, et cetera. So the hearts, I think, of PMM are present in both jobs. 
That makes sense. And it sounds like the way you describe it, there's a tight handshake between the two teams. And also I wonder at the very tactical level, it might be that product marketing is probably also focused a lot on product launches. And in industry or solution marketing, you're perhaps taking in a bunch of different product launches across different teams and be used together to create like a single solution that might appeal to a particular vertical. Would that be fair to say? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that's the part in the similarities of the build. Product launches are like bread and butter of product marketing, doing awesome product launches, getting it to the market, making it successful. But then the counterpart from solutions team, it's kind of similar, right? You're taking all of those products, you may be like bringing different partners into the mix, building out a really great solution, and then you're launching it. And then you're going through the whole funnel to make sure that those solutions are getting adopted. So yeah, totally. That makes sense. All right, next question for the both of you. How would you encourage someone wanting to get into PMM to think about selecting one path or the other? Yeah, I think, as I mentioned earlier, I think both paths are great and are really versions of the same thing. And so to somebody who's contemplating that kind of decision, please know that I think that they are A, interchangeable and B, whatever path you choose, I don't think it's a path of no return in the sense of I had a few industry marketing roles earlier in my career and then went product marketing and now I'm back. So I think because the fundamentals are so similar, know that you can flow between the two with relative ease. But one way I think to think about this is, for example, if you spent part of your career in a specific industry or love solving the problems of a specific function, then I do think solutions and industry is a good place for you to, if you really want to focus. So as an example, we're bringing on somebody next week who will run our retail manufacturing vertical. And she spent the first part of her career in retail, in merchandising for a big box retailer. She was at the Republic of Tea and focused on their e-commerce business. And then she actually pivoted into product marketing. And so she kind of has the best of those two worlds. And I think that that background is really interesting for a solution and industry marketer in some ways. So that's for me, one way to, I think, to think about it. And then I think the other is if you really love kind of getting into the technical side, want to focus on roadmap, you love partnering with PMs. I think if you do love launches, even though launches, I do think could be part of both. I think they're so core to PMM, then that's going to be a good initial fit. And then I will lastly say that both orgs don't exist in all places. You tend to see solutions and products coexist, certainly at larger companies, but also really horizontal companies. And I know I mentioned Airtable. I think they're an interesting example because they are so horizontal. They need solutions to start to tailor their broad offering for different buyers. And so that's where you'll see, I think the two coexist and Okta is very similar. We're so horizontal that I think having the two helps to make sure that we're taking the great products that we build and market and kind of tailoring them for some of the business needs and industries that are present today. You made a really good point about it being like horizontal companies where you find the need to really go vertical in that sense. I think Twilio is also similar where we have an industry marketing team because we have such a broad number of products and offerings. Now that you put it that way, it makes sense. I'm like, oh, that's why we have that team. So yeah, thank you for that. All right. I'm going to jump into the next set of questions. So these are going to be about interviewing. So I was curious you're interviewing day in and day out. There's a lot of people that you are recruiting right now. What kind of skills are you trying to suss out in PMM interviews? What are those atomic skills that you're actually looking for? 
Yeah, I think um, Krishana hit on a couple of them. The customer empathy or the customer obsessed mindset is super important, right? Often I've come across product marketers who don't on a regular basis or on a very regular basis talk to customers and that is a total miss. So one of the key skills that I'm looking for is that is this person have the mindset of being living and breathing the mindset of a customer? I think that's super important because that inculcates and cultivates the empathy side of it. The second for me is the intellectual curiosity. That's really important for a product marketer because if you think about, you know, you're doing a product launch, you're trying to bring certain messagings and positioning into the market for your product to make it successful. You need to have a point of view and to have a unique point of view, you have to have that intellectual curiosity that is not just pigeonholed within your product or maybe some adjacent product, but like broader understanding of like, what's the market doing? What's the industry doing? What are the customers moving to? And what are the macro trends? And asking the question why why is this happening and trying to find answers to that that's the intellectual curiosity that's super important the third one i would say is from probably slanted towards product marketing than solutions is the technical acumen and the technical acumen is different than technical expertise for me because you could be moving from one technology area to the other and you might not have the expertise and that's okay but having the technical acumen of how things work trying to dig deeper into that is super important because you're going to be a very very close partner to the product manager team, right? And you're together building out the roadmap, the strategy, the vision. So to be a good partner, you have to have that technical acumen. And of course, the last two probably are be an awesome storyteller. You build all of that customer empathy, you build all of that intellectual curiosity, technical acumen. Now is the time to like construct all of that into memorable storylines. And those have like indelible impressions, right? Since we were kids, we remember stories. And even as adults, even as executives, leaders, you remember storylines. So build something that is so memorable that people remember and go like, oh yeah, Okta does that or Airtable does that or somebody else does that. That's super important. And the last part is communication because both of these roles are such collaborators, such integrators, such cross-functional aspects. You have to be a really articulate communicator so that the different stakeholders that you work with, they exactly know what are the protocols, how are you going to work together? What are the metrics of success? What's the common point common goal that we are all driving towards. And as a product marketer, you'll have different ones, right? With the product management team, there'll be a different goal. Solutions team, there'll be a different goal. With the GTM team, there'll be a different goal. You have to drive all of that towards the goals that are being set out because that ultimately helps the growth of the company. So I think those are probably the top four or five for me as I'm looking at um, interviewing product marketers. Well said, Aaron. In fact, you got it so right, even with the first one that you said, because the customer obsession, that is such a critical one that I think a lot of PMMs dance around when they answer, whether they speak with customers, how often they speak with customers. So that's a critical one. I think someone once told me that while interviewing, they look for IQ, EQ, and CQ, where CQ is the customer question. That's the way they put it, which I found super interesting. That is super important. Actually, Nupur, tying this back to one of your early questions of who did Christiana and I I think as good companies that do product marketing really well. And we had a common answer Salesforce outside of like just the product marketing organization there, which is world-class. You look at a leader like Mark Benioff and before he goes on stage at Dreamforce and articulates some of the key messages, key storylines, key positioning for Salesforce, behind the scenes, he has gone on a world tour and spoken to at least 100, 150 customers trying to test those messages. Wow. Right? Even an accomplished leader like that has a point of view, but always takes the customer's slant on it. Does this resonate? Is this the right one? So there's a lot to learn from great leaders like that. 
That is awesome. hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. All right. Next question. So how do you structure your interviews? Who do you meet with? And do you ask for a case or homework assignment? Yeah. On our side, it's, I think both art and science, but it's, you know, standard two to three rounds, depending, I think on the seniority and the complexity of the role, there's a number of different cross-functional partners that we shoot to have our interviewers meet with. I know on our side, we like to have them meet with a lot of folks on the field, maybe somebody in solutions engineering or an AE, but somebody who really has experience, I think on the front lines selling and, and conveying that message. We then certainly include somebody from the campaigns or demand generation team. You know, as I alluded to earlier, I really want folks that feel focused on driving an accelerating pipeline. And so to that end, they, they have to have a strong partnership with demand generation. And then in some instances, beyond kind of other partners within product marketing, for sure, and solutions marketing, we might also have them meet with our partnerships team and our tech alliances, just because solutions so often includes partners. And so being able to partner with that team and be able to pull those together in a prioritized way is important. And then relative to homework assignments, et cetera, I do always ask for writing samples, no matter the seniority of the candidate. I think to Arun's point around communication, effective communication is just core to this role. It's absolutely table stakes, both written and verbal. So I always ask for writing samples early on. And then we do do a presentation very often. And right now we don't typically ask for them to prepare something super unique, but I've asked in the past to deliver a training that they've done or or a deck that they've developed, but it's so important to see how they might convey materials because that partnership with enablement as well kind of guarantees their success. How well are they able to, I think, take what they've developed or the messaging that they've created and instill that into the field. And so we kind of test for that in that kind of format. But I'm curious, Arun, similar, different? Kind of, How do you guys think about it? Quite similar, actually, as you and I have been talking over the past couple of few weeks, few months, both of our teams are hiring. And there's this mental Venn diagram that I have between our teams, which is like, there's a massive overlap in the center in terms of the skills that our teams individually are looking for, which is amazing, right? Because if we find someone who's great at both, then the candidate has the opportunity to be like, oh, I could go solutions marketing or product marketing at Okta. And both are really great routes to your career. But as I look at the overlap of the Venn diagram, in the center, there's a lot of the pieces that you and I spoke about. And then maybe just in the nature of that nuance that we started off with, on the product marketing side, there is more conversations maybe with product management, trying to understand the product, seeing if you have the fundamentals really well, and also with more probably with solution engineers, solution architects to be able to understand that, hey, these are the kind of products we're taking to the market. This is how we're talking to the customers about it. Are you able to articulate that? So I think that, and probably in Christiana, your role, a little bit more of that slant towards the go-to-market side right. and having more folks on that side to be talking to the candidate. Yeah, I think that's right. At this point, we don't often have our candidates meet with folks on the product side, product management specifically, for sure. Got it. I have a follow-up question to that case or homework assignment because this is an exclusive event and some people are listening. Can you give us some ideas of what that homework assignment might be like? Just a little bit of cheating. <laughs> Usually the presentation that we ask it for is something that you've already done. So either a deck you've prepared and delivered or training that you've delivered. And we ask you just to kind of give us the context up front and then present it to us as if we were the live audience. Although I will say 
I interviewed for Salesforce actually back in 2015. And I recently pulled up the prompt and they kind of had me do more of like an assimilation of like, okay, thinking about what announcements could be coming in the following year. And, or maybe Arun, you can touch on this more because you actually worked there. But I remember it was a job for product marketing for Salesforce One, the mobile platform. And the prompt there was around given the focuses of the business, what they've done in the past, the trends of the industry, what could they launch? And I think that that's a really compelling product marketing prompt as well. But I'm curious, Arun. If, if... No, it totally is. You see that aspect of intellectual curiosity, why it comes so yeah. handy here, because that's the kind of questions you're asking to the product marketer, which is not just what the industry already knows, but what's your unique point of view? Now, it may be right, it may be wrong, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's your unique point of view. One of the things from a homework assignment on our side or product marketing side, it's not so much of the homework assignment, but I think what we do is we do a live session always towards the end for a candidate on a presentation. And we dig, as Christiana mentioned, that we are also empathetic that folks have full-time jobs, right? Preparing for interviews are difficult to find time and you're spending your nights and weekends trying to prepare for it. So we do something similar, something that you have launched in the past up a slide deck for that thing. We do a little bit of role play. Let's say that I'm a prospect or I'm a customer and we take certain roles. Like I might be a CISO and there's a security architect in the room. So how do you talk through your product? And then we pepper with questions here to see how they're thinking. Not so much of the right answer, but like how are they thinking in answering the audience that is there? And one of the part that I often click on when I'm trying to interview maybe one-on-one in terms of, I give heads up, but I love to see a messaging doc that somebody would have worked on mm-hmm. just to see because there are a lot of flavors of it there's not one better than the other but i generally like to see how are you thinking through a messaging doc why did you choose certain messages over the other what kind of inputs went into your messaging doc right did you just take customer inputs or did you go take competitive landscape if you took competitive landscape how deep did you go into it to be able to distill a lot of those really cool nuggets that are at a technical level but you distill 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 at a level that is important for the persona that you're talking to i love that And going back a little bit to what you said about being sort of kind to your candidates, I think someone once mentioned to me that the person who's wasting their time, this whole interview process, if they don't get the job, is actually the candidate. And so it's really kind of you to think about not really asking them to prepare something that they have to put a lot of time and resources into, but rather something that they've done before. Because I've increasingly started to hear a lot of candidates also complain about companies trying to get work out of them before they've even been hired, which is kind of not very nice. So it's a tough place to be because I totally respect that thought. And on the other hand, it's like hiring and firing are both very expensive. And so ideally you do one without the other. And so it's a balance between, I think, finding the right person and the right fit, actually neutral fit, and also de-risking both the investment you make in hiring somebody. But I completely get that. And I think it'd be hard if you're asked to put forth a ton of work before even getting the job. Absolutely. Well said, Christiana. I 100% agree with you on that. All right, going forward, I know we are kind of going short on time. So I'm going to try and make it quick now. All right, both of you, you've had a long career in product marketing, you've probably interviewed a lot of candidates over the years. What are your favorite interview questions to ask candidates applying for a product marketing position? Yeah, I think from my perspective, I generally do a lot of thought exercises, which are maybe situational. 
it just helps it to be more conversational and the, the candidate doesn't feel like it's, oh, I'm in the hot seat and there's someone just continuously going down my experience. But when you make it very conversational, like, hey, Nupur, you and I are interviewing and if we were to work together, there would be a problem like this. And how would we work together through that? And that's the thought process, right? Let's say that I'm a product manager, a product marketer. Let's work through this problem. Those really become super interesting. And a lot of folks that I've interviewed who ultimately got hired into Okta, they come back and they say like that thought exercise that we did around that was amazing <laughs> even if i wouldn't have got the job i learned so much in that 30 minutes or 45 minutes that was super interesting so that would be one part and just in interest of time the second one i would say is that interviews are two-way street right mm -hmm. and often a lot of interviewers they think like oh this is my opportunity to completely evaluate the candidate no, it's the wrong way of thinking because the candidate is also, it's a two-way street. So it has to be the best fit and the candidate has to be super excited about joining Okta as well. So making sure that there's enough time for the candidate to be able to ask his or her questions is super important. And as an interviewer, you should tee it up in the sense, ask me the toughest question. And when they ask you the toughest questions, you get to see their mindset, right? Yes. There could be certain folks that would say, oh, I see like the competition is really heating up. Why wouldn't doctor fail, mm -hmm. right? It's a tough question, but you have to answer it for many reasons, but to give the clarity to the candidate, but also you're seeing the mindset of the candidate, right? He or she's already thinking that, oh, I'm already thinking about the competition. That's awesome, right? We should always be thinking, how do we grow? How do we not fail? So I think those two are very critical in every interview for me. So come prepared with really tough questions and make sure that even if the interview is not giving you the time, I'll politely ask like, hey, can I get like five minutes to ask a few questions? And that would be, that would go a long way. I couldn't agree more. I think a couple great questions for me will conceal somebody's fate in the interview because it tells me that they've been thinking. I love that. I also love the thought exercise, to be completely honest. I think it gives you a flavor of what it might be like to work with this person because, yeah, you're hiring for someone who would be a teammate, hopefully for like several years to come. And you want to make sure that that's the right fit both ways. So love both those things. All right. Next question. So if you're an aspiring product marketer and you've never been in the role before, what are the tips or pitfalls to avoid that you might give an aspiring PMM or for that matter, any PMM that's approaching interview prep. Maybe it's obvious, so apologies to the audience, but prepare, prepare, prepare. I think you'd be surprised, everyone, and I chatted about this earlier, how many people like haven't even looked at the company's website and formulated an opinion on that before they walk through the door or through the figurative Zoom door. So I think formulate opinions. I think when I'm hiring, no matter at what level, I want people who critically think to Arun's point and have really enveloped themselves in your market at, to the degree that they can, right? And can come with smart questions and have an opinion on what you could do better or what you're already doing really well. So I think that's one. And to add on to that, if you are somebody who tends to ramble, preparation is the best anecdote because I've definitely passed on candidates who can't communicate clearly or concisely. In fact, you know, at the end of the day, the product of your work is really going to be told in the way that you communicate written, verbally, et cetera, and the relationships that you build. And so I'm going to be looking for folks that in the interview can really show me with their responses that they're able to do that. But those would be mine. But Arun, anything else? Yeah, no, 100% agree with you. Definitely. That first aspect that you said, Krishana, prepare, prepare, prepare. There are a lot of opportunities that are there, especially in the technology space. So a lot of great companies, smart companies. And hopefully as a candidate, you're handpicking, you're hand selecting the one that you want to interview with. 
give it your best shot, right? Prepare. The other part outside of what Christiana mentioned, very basic hygiene, so to speak. Don't put things on your resume that you can't talk to. Mm. Often that happens, folks, because they want to have a very impressive resume. Interviewers who are really interested in the candidates, they'll pass through that really well. And if something doesn't click, they'll ask you that. And if you can't defend that or you have a weak storyline behind it, that kind of like is a pretty big red flag. So be very clear about what you have on your resume because that's your body of work. And that's super important. And to the point of Christiana, don't ramble. I think one way to check for that is time yourself and see how you're answering, how you're delivering. And if you think you're going a little over, pause and say, hey, Christiana, did that really answer your question? Or, and she may say, oh yeah, but also I wanted to know. So you already are making good value of her time as you're talking to her. I have a question actually, Arun, just to play off that. For folks that like have never been in PMM, which I've gotten that question before, I'm curious, have you hired PMMs that come from a non-PMM background? Because I have. I've definitely hired folks from solutions engineering, other parts of marketing, and I look for those candidates or consultants, depending on, I think, the quant part of the job too. But curious, have you? Oh, 100%. Like there's some natural transitions or progressions like from product management or solution engineering role or something like that. But on my team today, I have folks that have done for majority part of the career, they have done been in comms or they have been in analyst relation. And I'm super interested in that diverse thinking because of that same key thing. As a product marketer, you have to have that unique point of view. And with comms, you, you gain a very different vantage point. With AR, you gain a very different vantage point. And it's also really good as leaders to have diverse set of uh, mind or minds thinking about the problem in your team rather than having very one lane. Like I have a bunch of product managers who can became product marketers or folks from engineering. That would be very siloed. Yeah, I agree. I think it's interesting, the pool from different pools. And I think communication still matters, but the diverse background, I think offers, I agree, different flavors and viewpoints that makes, I think the team richer in the end. I love that. All right. In the interest of time, I'm going to have to wrap it up. But do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? If they wanted to reach out to you, for example, where do they find you? Well, when I'm not binging on The Sopranos, you can find me on LinkedIn or on ShareBird. And I, I'm totally eager to chat with you, especially if you want to work at Okta. Not, and I will take folks who want to chat, even if it's not in my department, but it's a great company to work for. So ping me on LinkedIn. I'd love to meet you. And yeah, I think that's it on my end. What about you, Arun? Yeah, probably LinkedIn is a great place to connect. Also at Okta, we have a really rockstar talent team. So if there's something any interesting that's there, apply to it. Our talent team reaches out to you, does that exploratory call, gives you a little bit more background. And you can always find out like, is this a good fit? And then get funneled into uh, product marketing, solution marketing, or any other role. So yeah, I hope we cross paths with some of the folks in the audience today. That is awesome. I hope you do too. Well, this was an amazing conversation. Thank you both so much for taking the time to speak with me today and to lend your thoughts to our listeners. I certainly learned a lot and I'm sure our audience did as well. And everyone listening, thank you for attending another one of our PMM interviews episode. Stay tuned for the next one where we will interview yet another amazing product marketing leader on their tips and tricks for nailing PMM interviews. Thank you for listening and special thanks to our sponsor Launch Notes. Whether you're looking to drive higher user engagement, build greater trust with your customers, or make a bigger splash on launch day, elevate your product marketing team with Launch Notes. See why industry leaders like Amplitude, Hopin, and Loom love Launch Notes and why you will too at launchnotes.com.